0: Hi, everybody. Welcome. It's episode four of the Worthy of the Calling podcast. Thanks for joining us. We have three episodes out there already. It's our three part prologue, and that introduces our main purpose. Why don't you go ahead and tell them our purpose?
1: We purpose to encourage all believers so that they may become more confident in what they believe and become active ministers of the gospel of Jesus
0: Christ. Amen. That's good stuff. Makes you (laughs) want to go back and listen to our first three episodes, which you can do if you haven't done so yet. I recommend that you pause this we do have an amazing episode come up a two-part episode to celebrate easter 2021 here Uh, but go ahead and pause it go try to listen to those first three episodes we talk about encouragement what does it mean to walk worthy of the calling what does it mean to be confident in what we believe and then being activated in our faith keeping in step with the holy spirit bearing the spirit's fruit in our lives so it's good stuff make sure you go ahead and check that out so we're sitting here and we're coming up on good friday 2021 and so we have a two-part episode. We're going to bookend Easter weekend here. We're pretty excited about mm-hmm. it. Um, but first of all, our first part, we're going to be talking about why blood. We always hear about the blood of Jesus. And like yeah. it sounds pretty gruesome, like, what's going on here? Why blood and why Jesus' is blood? And then part two, we're going to uh, pick up after Resurrection Day and talk about why it matters that Jesus is alive. And this has been a really interesting question. I'm just going to drop it out there right now. And you're going to have to think about it all the way until our next episode, part two. If Jesus' blood was sufficient to cover our sins, and when he died, he said, it is finished, why did he have to come back to life? So we're going to look at that. What does it mean right? to, as Christian believers? It's an important thing. We keep yeah. talking about it. We get all excited about it. Easter's such an exciting day at church. But why is it that way? So we're mm-hmm. going to talk about those things. and. Do the classic unpacking. So um, to set up this this episode, we're going to be talking about blood a bit. So if you get a little queasy with blood, um, you don't have to see the blood. This is a podcast. You just have to hear about it. So um, we're going to go all the way back. And we're going to start with a story from Genesis 22. And this is Abraham. Abraham and Isaac. Isaac was this promised son to Abraham and Sarah. But they got, like, they were old. I mean, Abraham was 99 and Sarah was 90 when God's like, okay, I'm really going to give you a son. And they're Mm -hmm. like, ah, you know, like, (laughs) are you sure? Because, you know, I don't know if you know how biology works, but that doesn't work anymore. And (laughs) and so, but yeah, God made it happen. And Mm -hmm. they had a son named Isaac. So then fast forward a few years and Abraham gets this, this calling out from God. And he's like, Abraham, Abraham, take your son, your only son, to the land of Moriah and offer him as a burnt offering on a mountain that I will show you. And, like, this is God's, like, MO with Abraham. Like, just start walking and I'll MO, take care yeah. of the details. <laughs> like, that's, like, so we're starting to get this idea of, like, who's this new, like, covenant God that, like, nobody has a relationship with? Um, Abraham's, like, the father of the faith here. And so... Um, It's just really interesting. Uh, There's a lot of cultural implications of the story that are very foreign to us. It just seems very strange. Um, But today what we're going to look at is Abraham, he obeys. He brings Isaac. It's a three-day journey. They're going to Moriah, which is this mountainous region. And then God shows him this mountain, like, yep, there's the mountain. And so then Abraham and Isaac, they climb this mountain. And Isaac starts to notice, like, We don't have an animal for the sacrifice. Like You (laughs) said we're going to go offer a sacrifice as worship to our God on this mountain. And Abraham just tells him, the Lord will provide. Mm -hmm. So then they get up to the mountain. Abraham builds the altar, gets everything ready to the point where he actually binds up as Isaac and he lays him on the altar. He's ready to sacrifice him. He has a knife in hand and then the Lord calls up to him and that's where we're going to pick up.
1: But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. He replied, Here I am. Then he said, Do not lay a hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your only son from me. Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught in the thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it as a burnt offering in place of his son. And Abraham named that place the Lord will provide. So today it is said... It will be provided on the lord's mountain
0: very cool so the hebrew word there we have is yehovah yireh or jehovah jireh mm-hmm. and so abraham names this place the lord will provide or jehovah jireh and mm-hmm. it's this really beautiful powerful word in today's language provide even is just kind of like well what does that really mean it's like calling that place God will see to the details. Mm -hmm. And that's just a really uh, more tangible, I think, way to say it. Like I say Jehovah Jireh and everyone's just like, you did what? (laughs) And then like, but God will see to the details. He's this God. He's like, Abraham, don't worry about it. I'm going to see to the details. Mm -hmm. Start walking towards Moriah. I'm going to point out a mountain. When you get there, at the time you get there, there will be something provided for you. Like I got this. He gets there on a three-day journey and climbs a mountain. And at that particular time when he has Isaac bound, a ram has its horns stuck in a bush. You know what I mean? Like he saw to the details right right down to the ram in the bush. Mm -hmm. So today what we're talking about is we have a God who sees to the details. So we're going to fast forward a little bit to the Mosaic law, the time of Moses, and the details are going to now pick up on this importance of this idea of blood. And so Mm -hmm. just some things to get us caught up with Moses' point in the story. Moses has led the people out of Egypt, Moses is uh, on a mountaintop. He's getting the law downloaded from God. And God is really into the details. There's a lot of details. You read most of the first five books of the Bible, and it's like sometimes it's hard to sludge through there and like read all of it because it's like there's so many of these just details. Mm -hmm. Like what do you do with the fat of around the kidneys of a lamb when you sacrifice it. Like, that's a lot of detail. Like, I don't know if that's like TMI, (laughs) like too many details. I don't know, but we're just going to get to one portion of scripture. This is found in Leviticus 4, and the whole chapter of Leviticus 4 is explaining how the Levitical priest, the tribe of Levi and the priestly tribe, how they were to administer sacrifices. And this particular sacrifice is the sin offering. So go ahead and read. It's going to be Leviticus 4:32 32-35. And again, we are favoring the CSB, Christian Standard Bible.
1: Or if the offering that he brings as a sin offering is a lamb, he is to bring an unblemished female. He is to lay his hand on the head of the sin offering and slaughter it as a sin offering at the place where the burnt offering is slaughtered. Mm -hmm. Then the priest is to take some of the blood of the sin offering with his finger and apply it to the horns of the altar of burnt offering. (laughs) He is to pour out the rest of its blood at the base of the altar. He is to remove all its fat, just as the fat of the lamb is removed from the fellowship sacrifice. The priest will burn it on the altar, along with the food offerings to the Lord. In this way, the priest will make atonement on his behalf for the sin he has committed, and he will be forgiven.
0: So, I mean, that is, like, we're really getting into the details. Details, This isn't like Moses making this stuff up. This is God specifying all these details. And so sometimes when we're reading these Old Testament books like this, especially the original, like, yeah, that Torah, the first five books, and all those laws, those Levitical Mm -hmm. laws, um, what what priestly temple worship looked like. It's like, how are we supposed to make sense of that today? Like, right. okay, we know that the blood and the sacrifice is this big deal. There's super detailed and uh, specific information here and rules and, and all of that. But like, how does that apply to us today? And so fortunately, somebody took it upon themselves to write a letter called Hebrews <laughs> in the New Testament. So I think it's the Apostle Paul. I think it was his defense uh, to the Jewish people to be able to say like, hey, like, <laughs> This all makes sense and this all points to Jesus. And so we're going to take a little bit of time here. We're going to zero in on Hebrews 9, um, the first half of that whole chapter. as just a lot that really helps us to connect the dots uh, as today, as Christians, even as non-Jews, to be able to say, like, what's going on here and why is it important? So we're going to take a first uh, look at Hebrews 9. We're going to read 1 through 7. We'll talk about that for a little bit and then we'll continue reading in Hebrews 9.
1: Now, the first covenant also had regulations for ministry and an earthly sanctuary. For a tabernacle was set up, and in the first room, which is called the Holy Place, were the lampstand, the table, and the presentation loaves. Behind the second curtain was a tent called the Most Holy Place. It had the gold altar of incense and the Ark of the Covenant, covered with gold on all sides, in which was a gold jar containing the manna, Aaron's staff that budded, and the tablets of the covenant. The cherubim of glory were above the ark, overshadowing the mercy seat. It is not possible to speak about these things in detail right (laughs) now.
0: Like, that's still a lot of detail, but like, it's not even possible. They just scratched the surface of detail. Yep. Sorry, continue.
1: (laughs) With these things prepared like this, the priests enter the first room repeatedly performing their ministry but the high priest alone enters the second room and he does that only once a year and never without blood which he offers for himself and for the sins the people had committed in ignorance yeah
0: so talking again about what's going on with all those levitical laws setting up that temple worship the the system of sacrifices and all of those things so many details mm-hmm. so we've talked so far about some aspects of God's covenant character there's this idea of substitution with the ram, God seeing to the details, this emphasis on blood. There's no atonement without blood. Mm-hmm. And there's this one phrase there in verse 7, and it says, and never without blood. So that that offering, especially for atonement, like there was never a forgiveness of sins and a covering of the penalty of sin, that separation sin, uh, without blood, never mm-hmm. without blood. So mm-hmm. we have a God who sees to the details. And one of these most important details of atonement of making it right and making amends was the blood so what the law provided was the law provided a way where they could keep an open line of communication and relationship with god and through that covenant through this atonement sacrifice but it was just always temporary they had to keep going back they had to keep going back year after year the special atonement sacrifice in the most holy place um and then they would be able to sustain that relationship with God. So we still have a God here who is um, seeing to the details, but there's just like this this aspect of it where it's just like the guilt is not being taken away, the penalty right. is still there, yeah. and like the just God is demand for righteousness is just not being fully satisfied. Sure. Mm-hmm. So we'll pick up now, we're going to jump down a little bit in Hebrews to Hebrews 9, 11 through 14.
1: But Christ has appeared as a high priest of the good things that have come. In the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is, not of this creation, he entered the most holy place once for all time, not by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a young cow, sprinkling those who are defiled, sanctify for the purification of the flesh... How much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, cleanse our consciences from dead works so that we can serve the living God.
0: Amen. Wow. I love that verse. Yeah. Uh, Verse 14. It was around 1300 years between the life of Moses and the life of Jesus Christ. So that life of Moses, Mosaic law, kicking all those laws into motion. This whole idea of the temple sacrifice system and all that history that happened between then and when Jesus comes on the scene. And so we have these aspects of the law. They were fully in effect throughout that whole time frame. Um, in regards to this sin problem and this need for atonement, they were only temporary in their effectiveness. Mm-hmm. But all of it contains details that were pointing to Jesus Christ. So we're going to read ten or, uh, sorry 9.14 again just to reemphasize that
1: how much more will the blood of christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to god cleanse our consciences from dead works so that we can serve the living god
0: yeah amen cleanse our consciences that's something that the the former law the former system just could not do. do, get rid of that guilt you know like we're 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 really free
1: yeah (laughs)
0: So we're going to jump around uh, to some verses in Romans and then we're we'll come back to Hebrews here just to kind of re-emphasize this point. But this is Romans 5, 6 through 8. It says, For while we were still helpless, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For rarely will someone die for a just person, though for a good person. Perhaps someone might even dare to die. But God proves his own love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And then why don't you read Hebrews 10, 14.
1: For by one offering he has perfected forever those who are sanctified. Oh
0: man, what beautiful words for those of us helpless sinners. Mm -hmm. God had been seeing to the details of redemption ever since the fall of man. Everything leading up to Jesus, it was all fulfilled in him through his willful obedience, even to the point of his brutal crucifixion. Mm -hmm. So I know we've read a lot of scripture already tonight, but... Like I said, we are celebrating Easter weekend here. Yeah. We're very excited about it, and we're talking about the blood of Jesus. Like this is like, this is what the church is about. Yeah. And so everything in the Bible it literally points to the blood of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So we just wanted to just share with you. If you got a pen and paper handy, you might want to write things down. Hit pause quick and run and grab something to write on. Um, but we just want to write down. I think we have eight different references or nine different references. These are just some of the promises in the in the scriptures in the New Testament of. What is contained and accomplished through the blood of Jesus? So, mm. want to just uh, why don't you do the first four and then I'll do the second four?
1: Hebrews nine fourteen, cleanse our conscience from dead works, like guilt, shame from sin. First uh, John one seven and Revelations one five, through the blood we are purified from sin. Second uh, Corinthians five twenty one, mm-hmm. we are now righteous in God's sight.
0: Mm, amen. And John six. Fifty four. We will be raised up into eternal life. Ephesians two thirteen. We are accepted into God's family. Mm -hmm. Hebrews ten nineteen. We can boldly approach the throne of God. Romans five nine through eleven. We have been reconciled to God. And Revelation twelve eleven. The blood of Christ secures our victory over the devil. Yes. So God saw to the details, and He was thorough mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus's blood is powerful it is effective it's able to save anyone who has lost no matter where they're at what they have done yeah it's amazing it's a beautiful thing that's why Christians that's why we get so excited about it right. that's why the Bible yeah. keeps talking about it because it's it's all leads up to that and then it's all about that and from then on it's all about us telling other people about how great it is. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, listen to this verse. This is from Romans 3:26. Now, if you listen to evangelists and preachers a lot, you'll probably hear Romans 3:23 a lot for all of sin yeah. and false order oh, oh, the glory of God. Mm-hmm. But do you know what 3:26 says? I like read it with fresh eyes recently cuz I was like I don't keep reading. I just read that little verse yeah, cuz we right? just we jump on that. And we're like, "Oh yeah, we're all <laughs> sinners." And we've like there's this rich context there. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to re- get a little bit of that picture, but this is uh Romans 3:26.
1: God presented him to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time so that he would be just and justify the one who has faith in Jesus. Uh,
0: And this is where it just really hit home for me is that God was the only one who could have satisfied the just requirement of heaven Mm. for there to be a pure sacrifice without blemish that shedding of his blood. And that being for the atonement of fallen humanity. So he was both just. He had this high demand, this righteous demand that Mm -hmm. we just never could reach. But while also he was also the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. So Mm -hmm. he is both the just judge, our father, our God, and Jesus, our justifier through him. So if there's ever anybody who we could call Lord, our provider, the one who sees to the details, Jehovah Jehovah Jireh, Jireh. it's our God Mm -hmm. because he saw to all of the details Every single thing he provided for, and it's more than enough. So with that, we are going to close on this thought with John nineteen, twenty-eight through 30.
1: After this, when Jesus knew that everything was now finished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, he said, I'm thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was sitting there. So they fixed a sponge full of sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it up to his mouth. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. Then bowing his head, he gave up his spirit.
0: Mm. So this is the end scene, right? This Mm. is after six hours of hanging on the cross. So I just want you, wherever you're at right now, unless you're driving, don't do this if you're driving. You'll (laughs) just have to imagine it. But close your eyes and picture him there. It's Mm. the Son of God. The God who takes care of all the details incarnate. He's beaten and he is shredded beyond recognition. No portion of his body is exempt from this penalty of our sin, from your sin. And it says that when Jesus knew, he knew, the Son of God knew that God had seen to every detail necessary for the redemption of all who would believe in him. Everything was finished. And all the scripture, everything, all those details that God Mm -hmm. had revealed over hundreds of years to the people that he loved and that he longed to be fully reconciled to. Jesus knew Mm -hmm. that it is finished. So that was part one of our part Easter special, and we we want to stop right here, and we want you to just take a break and really meditate on this, really just sit in it and reflect on what it means that this God that we serve, who saw to all the details, part of those details was your sin today in 2021, or whenever you're mm-hmm. listening to this. That was part of the details that he saw to and was thorough with in accomplishing the atonement through the blood of Jesus Christ. Mm. So right now, I just wanna take an opportunity. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is a great time to do that. Mm-hmm. My parents got saved on an Easter Sunday, both of them, mm-hmm. the same year. They were in totally different states, but it's just, a, it's just a powerful time when you really come to reckon with what it is that God has done yeah. through Jesus Christ. So it says in Romans 10, verse nine, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And that's all there is to it. If you recognize what God has done and you submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, you are saved. You're walking worthy of the calling. You've got yeah. the salvation call. So if you just did that, welcome to the family. All those things that we talked about, go back and, and listen again. Write down all those verses about the blood. Um, we've been saved, like I said, for in earlier episodes. We've been saved, I don't know. 27 years yeah it's just like it's been a long it's time that been we've been time. in so but even we come back to this topic and i love that we celebrate easter every year because we come back to it and it's like it never gets old oh, no. how awesome it is that god right. saw to all the details yeah and then he shed his blood i was just thinking about it too preparing for this um i was just listening to all these different worship songs and going out on youtube and and there's all these songs about the blood of jesus and i'm just like oh man this is like this is so good. Like yeah. this, is, this is where it's at. And that's where our focus needs to be. Yeah. I think that's where sure. our focus as believers, we need to just keep it on that, yeah. on that blood of Jesus, the cross of Jesus, what it meant that God saw to all the mm-hmm. details. So just park out right here, right now, and without doing anything else and without going on, and just take some moments and really thank God. Thank God that he saw to the details, your details, your mess, your situation, your helplessness. He saw to that with his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.